Welcome to A Great Big City News, Episode 9. Amazon leaves New York, a World Trade Center fire, and a killer is sentenced. We're starting off today with a few interesting stories from this week in New York history, but one major news story broke this week, so for most of the show we'll be looking into Amazon's decision not to build a campus in Long Island City. Visit agreatbigcity.com slash support to learn how to support the podcast, and visit agreatbigcity.com slash advertising to learn more about sharing your New York-based business with our listeners by sponsoring our podcast. Fourteen years ago, on February 12, 2005, the gates opened in Central Park. The art installation opened with a ceremony lasting throughout the day where the fabric hanging from each of the 7,503 gates was individually unfurled. The 23-mile-long art installation made quite an impression, but it was only on display for 15 days. Forty-four years ago, on February 13, 1975, A three-alarm fire burns in the World Trade Center North Tower for three hours. Beginning on the 11th floor and spreading to floors 9 through 14, the cause was undetermined, but it seemed to start underneath a desk in the 11th floor record storage room of B.F. Goodrich. The fire reinvigorated calls for the towers to install fire suppression sprinkler systems, which would be required under New York law, but were not installed as the World Trade Center was a Port Authority building and technically outside of New York State Fire Code jurisdiction. In March 2016, a white supremacist who traveled from Baltimore killed a New York man, and he will now face life in prison without parole after pleading guilty to murder and hate crime charges. He made the trip and planned his attack in New York because he viewed it as the media capital of the world. He admitted to having stalked couples in Central Park before using an 18-inch sword to attack Timothy Kaufman in Hell's Kitchen while he was collecting recycling. Timothy was 66 years old and was remembered as a kind man and longtime member of the neighborhood who lived a simple life and had recently enjoyed a newfound hobby of collecting autographs. He had an active Twitter account that was based off the nickname Tim Hardrock that one of his best friends had given him when they were growing up in the South Jamaica houses in Queens. On his Twitter account, he posted links to celebrity news he read on the Flipboard app and retweeted information on autism awareness. After his death, one of the final photos from Timothy's account gained 20,000 likes, a selfie he took on November 8, 2016 with the caption, quote, Standing on line to vote. I love America. Seven years ago, on February 16, 2012, a cable snaps while a construction crane is lifting large steel beams at the World Trade Center construction site. The beams plummeted 40 stories and crushed the flatbed tractor-trailer truck below, but thankfully no one was hurt or killed in the crash. The only injury was to one worker as he scrambled away from the impact. Workers at the scene described the feeling of the force of the drop hitting the ground and immediately knowing that something had gone wrong at the construction site. The load of steel was estimated to have weighed between 30 and 40,000 pounds. 
Three years ago, on February 21, 2016, a great big city began tracking the outbreak of knife slashings that had begun in late 2015. The increased number of knife and box cutter attacks resulted in 49 reported incidents from November 2015 to April 2016. The slashings had a definite similarity in that most were subway attacks and a majority occurred between strangers, with some being confrontations that escalated to a serious attack. The uptick brought to light the tendencies of the city's homeless population to carry knives or box cutters as a means of defense while living on the streets. While the outbreak of slashing subsided before that summer, there are still occasional attacks across the city, including an attack earlier this month on a woman in Williamsburg where she had been harassed by a man just before 8 a.m. on a Sunday, then attacked and slashed to the face. If you've ever tried to find your way into a building or tried to match written directions to the real-world streets, a story this week will show you're not the only one frustrated. AM New York walked along 42nd Street and found roughly 53% of the buildings lacked a visible address or building number above the doors. The display of building numbers is mandated by the city, but actually placing a number above the doorway is complicated by the interpretation of what constitutes the front of the building or whether every business needs a number if they are part of a single building. The administrative code of the City of New York seems pretty easy to understand on the issue. Defining the front of the building as a side that faces the street where it is assigned an address and requiring that numbers be at least five inches tall and legible from the sidewalk. In AM New York's walk down 42nd Street, they found that even desirable addresses like 212 42nd Street were unlabeled, and the New York Library's main branch was apparently relying on its 108-year status at the corner of 42nd and 5th to justify leaving its side entrance unlabeled. If you find yourself wandering the block trying to follow your phone's GPS to an unmarked building, remember that odd-numbered buildings are on the north side of the streets, and that addresses split between East and West at 5th Avenue. It was a short romance as plans fell apart on Valentine's Day, just three months after Amazon had announced they had chosen Long Island City and Northern Virginia as the locations for their new East Coast headquarters. In a blog post simply titled, Update on plans for New York City headquarters, Amazon announced the breakup, claiming that local elected officials were unsupportive and would not provide the, quote, positive collaborative relationships that Amazon was seeking. So, how did it happen? From the moment the deal was announced, one number jumped out to the forefront. The $2.8 billion in tax incentives that one of the largest companies in the world stood to collect. Although Governor Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio were quick to point out that the incentives were contingent on Amazon delivering jobs to the region, the huge number brought together disparate groups in opposition to Amazon's move into Long Island City. In a year when national changes to tax law will likely mean a drop in state revenue, Cuomo and de Blasio touted the creation of 25,000 jobs as the top benefit of Amazon coming to town. Jobs at the Amazon headquarters are quite different than the warehouse jobs at Amazon fulfillment centers, and no matter whether the jobs went to locals or people relocating to the city, the high-salaried jobs would have meant a boost to the local economy once state and local taxes were collected from each employee. There were claims that Amazon would destroy or revive Long Island City, 
discussions on Amazon's treatment of Seattle, its relationship with unions, and the working conditions at Amazon's fulfillment warehouses. But Amazon's attempt to wedge its way into New York with half of an HQ2 would break apart, with one side anticipating upcoming tax revenue from new jobs and one side fighting against tax income being lost through $2.8 billion in tax incentives. While Amazon's goodbye letter claimed, quote, Polls show 70% of New Yorkers support our plans and investment, unquote. The company did not cite any source for that number. In a December 2018 Quinnipiac survey, Amazon's move to Long Island City received only a 57% approval from the 1,075 New Yorkers surveyed, and a smaller February 2019 poll from Siena College Research Institute showed a similar 56% approval. We posted a quick Twitter poll ourselves on the day of the announcement, and 52% of readers said that Amazon should leave the city, with 48% voting that Amazon should have stayed. At Magic Main Herb said in response that Amazon held up the city for $3 billion and was stopped once New Yorkers stepped in. At Dimitri286 said, It's a lot of lost jobs, lost tax revenue, and that Amazon's new headquarters could have provided a benefit to local businesses and construction companies. After Amazon announced they would terminate any plans for a New York headquarters, Governor Cuomo placed the blame on a small group of politicians who, quote, put their own narrow political interest above their community, unquote, while de Blasio released a short statement chiding Amazon for not being tough enough to make it in New York and saying they had thrown away the opportunity by failing to work with the local community. Congressmember Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who represents parts of Queens neighboring Long Island City, praise the community of movements that made their voices heard. I think it's incredible. I mean, it shows that everyday Americans still have the power to organize and fight for their communities, and they can have more say in this country than the richest man in the world. What do you say to those that um, criticize them pulling out that the district now is going to lose 25,000 jobs that could have come there? Well, one of those things is, A, we were subsidizing those jobs. So for the, the city was paying for those jobs. So frankly, if we were willing to give Amazon three, if we were will, willing to give away $3 billion for this deal, we could invest those $3 billion in our district ourselves if we wanted to. We could hire out more teachers. We can fix our subways. We can put a lot of people to work for that money if we wanted to. Um, additionally, those jobs, there was no guarantee that those jobs were for the New Yorkers that were here. Uh, we were looking at, at a deal that was not primarily putting the community first. And I think that we can absolutely come together to create an economic plan that actually invests in New Yorkers, in higher wages, and in a dignified life. In an interview with NBC News, Amazon spokesperson Jody Seth claimed the deal fell apart after continued criticism from state and local officials that created, quote, a long-term environment that Amazon did not care to work in, unquote. Amazon posted a 2018 profit of $11.2 billion and will pay $0 in federal income tax for 2018 thanks to strategic tax avoidance using reinvestments, and carrying forward tax credits from previous years. A Great Big City has been running 24 hours a day since October 2010, but the AGBC News Podcast is just getting started and we need your support. 
The Great Big City is dedicated to explaining what's happening in the news and how it fits into the larger history of New York. Individuals can make a monthly or one-time contribution at agreatbigcity.com support, and local businesses can support New York City local news while also promoting their products or services directly to customers listening to our podcast. Visit agreatbigcity.com advertising to learn more. With your support, you can guarantee that a great big city will be here to give future generations of New Yorkers tips on how to figure out the address of the unnumbered building they're standing in front of. Park of the Day Crotona Parkway Malls At Crotona Parkway, Bronx Park South, and East 175th Street in West Farms in the Bronx. These malls are named after Crotona Park, the largest park in the southern portion of the Bronx, and the sixth largest park in the borough. The park was to be named after the Bathgates until a parks engineer had a spat with the family and instead named it Crotona after Croton, a Greek colony known for its athletes. The Crotona malls were designed to follow Crotona Parkway for nine blocks between Crotona Park and Bronx Park. Coming up in Chinatown in Manhattan, on Sunday, February 17th, will be the 20th annual New York City Lunar New Year Parade and Festival. Starting at 1 p.m., the parade will wind its way through Chinatown to celebrate the Year of the Pig with delicious treats, mesmerizing cultural performances, and maybe even an appearance by a large dancing dragon. Stop by Sarah D. Roosevelt Park at 1 p.m. and celebrate the Lunar New Year in Chinatown. And now let's see what our robot friend has planned for this weekend on the concert calendar. This is the AGBC concert calendar for this weekend and the upcoming week. Seven Dust, Kane Hill, and Kira are playing the Starland Ballroom on Saturday, February 16th beginning at 5 p.m. Owen is playing Rough Trade in Williamsburg on Saturday, February 16th at 9 p.m. Interpol, Car Seat Headrest, and Snail Mail are playing Madison Square Garden on Saturday, February 16th at 8 p.m. Beirut is playing the Music Hall of Williamsburg on Saturday, February 16th at 8 p.m. House of Waters are playing Joe's Pub on Saturday, February 16th at 7 p.m. Tim Hacker and the Conoy O Ensemble are playing National Sawdust in Williamsburg on Monday, February 18th at 7 p.m. Bob Mould and Titus Andronicus are playing Brooklyn Steel and Greenpoint on Thursday, February 21st at 7 p.m. And Julia Holter is playing the Warsaw and Greenpoint on Friday, February 22nd at 8 p.m. Thanks for listening. Find more fun things to do at agreatbigcity.com slash events. What's the longest ride you've ever taken on a city bike? In June 2018, city bike riders traveled a total of 3,590,472 miles. How many of those miles were yours? The extreme highs and lows for this week in weather history? A record high of 78 degrees on February 21st, 2018. A record low of negative 8 degrees Fahrenheit on February 15th, 1943. Weather for the week ahead? Mixed precipitation on Sunday through next Friday with temperatures falling to 31 degrees on Wednesday with a chance of 1 to 3 inches of snow. Follow along 24 hours a day on social media at A Great Big City 
or email contact at a great big city with any news, feedback, or topic suggestions. If you enjoy the show, subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening and visit a greatbigcity.com slash podcast to see show notes and extra links for each episode. A Great Big City News is now available on the iTunes Store and across any app on Android or iOS, including Google Podcasts, Overcast, Player FM, Podcast Addict, and each episode is always embedded on the show notes page and available to download as an MP3 on agreatbigcity.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening to A Great Big City News. 